Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I am your host, Nick Jenkins, and I am very sick today. You sound very husky. I do. Yeah. yeah. Sound That e- extra boost the in the podcast today. Boost. Um, but I am joined by three friends to talk about a wonderful movie. Uh, first of all, we have Matthew Gatos. Hello, Matt. Hello. And we have Sam Schultz. Hello. Hi. And we have Sarah Miesmer. Hello. Greetings. Salutations. Oh, none of us said, oh, hi, Nick. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> all right. Let's just start this over and pretend. Oh, hi, Sam. Oh, hi, Matt. That is my name. Yeah. Good job. I wasn't sure who I was supposed to say hi to. Oh, hi, Sarah. <laughs> oh, hi, Nick. Yeah. Okay, that's better. Yeah. Uh, today, we are, of course, talking about the legendary bad movie, The Room, directed and written by Tommy Wiseau, who is a bit of an enigma, I'm finding out. Um, yeah. I don't know very much about the history of this movie, so I'm coming into it kind of with a bunch of uh, naivety naivete, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I have mostly questions. So (laughs) we're going to be, it's going to be interesting. Sam, you've, you've seen the disaster artist. Only because I've seen the disaster artist. I know a little bit more about the background of it. Uh, Um, Tell us about what the disaster artist is. It's uh, James Franco Mm -hmm. uh, starring and directing this movie about the making of the room. He plays Tommy and uh, it's just like follows his, uh, I don't know why he made it, which is not really a very it's, clear reason. It's <laughs> the based on. Um, oh a yeah, book. the disaster artist, the book. Yes, which was written by Greg, Greg Sestero. Greg Sestero, yeah. who's in the room. Who's yes. in the room? Who plays, plays Mark? Mark, yeah. yeah. Also seems to be highly, highly fictionalized, or like a lot of corners, like shortcuts were taken hmm. in the from the book to the movie. I don't think it really accurately reflects how it really happened. Because I don't think they were as good of friends as the movie makes them out to be. They're like roommates, and they moved to L.A. together in the movie. Mm-hmm. But from my reading of like IMDb and stuff for the room, they were just kind of like acquaintances more uh, than like yes. roommate best friends. Okay, I think you're right. correct. Yeah, that's because, what it seems. Yeah, because I did see, and again, this is Tommy's opinions on things. It's like sometimes a little skewed and changes. Mm-hmm. But I did see an interview where he was talking about uh, the book. He said was like forty percent accurate, but then he said the movie is like ninety nine percent accurate, ninety nine like point five percent accurate. But the movie is based on the book, and yeah. if anything, like makes it less realistic. Yeah, but it makes him seem like a nice, lovable dude. So mm. maybe that's why he likes it. Yeah, he's like, this is exactly this is my perception of myself. Yeah, it casts him in a very sympathetic light. Okay. Well, I think one of the main things we're going to talk about here is just Tommy Wiseau yeah. um, when we get into it. But before we do that, oh yeah, um, <laughs> the thing we need to have a sixty-second plot dump, and uh, I this is one I wish I could do. I, I wish mean, I you could... can. You're you the can do it. you're the MC of this podcast. Oh, I can give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say you have I the bet power. You could do less than sixty seconds. I, I say there's not this a, be a lot 15 to say second here. Plot dump, <laughs> yeah. I think. Okay. So Depends let me pull on up. what you find important <clears throat> about the movie. All right. This is the plot to the room. Two thousand three. Yes. Okay. Two thousand three's the room in three, two, one. So the story starts with Johnny, who is a business person of some sort, some sort of banker. Mm -hmm. And he uh, is about to get married to his fiance, Lisa, who has fallen out of love with him, but had fallen in love with his best friend, Mark. And she and Mark are having this illicit affair. 
and she's really written poorly as a human being. Um, and the whole thing is basically Tommy realizing, not Tommy, sorry, Johnny realizing what is happening and all the people who are betraying him and then coming to terms with that and then blowing his brains out. And then after he blows his brains out, it turns out that everybody really loved him and is really <laughs> sad that he's gone in this really bizarre scene that is like masturbatory about <laughs> suicide. And I didn't like it. But that's my overview. Two, one. All right. That was not bad. I got to do it. it. I mean, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, there's like minor plot details that, if anything, the movie glosses over even more than that. Yes, there are many subplots that, that have like, they have the beginning, but no middle or end. Yeah. yeah, there's some there's many subplot introductions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's like 40 minutes in the middle of the movie where nothing that happens has anything to do <laughs> with the actual plot of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have part. a I have a question. Mm-hmm. And maybe this will start the start the ball rolling. Do you guys think that maybe Tommy Wiseau has issues with women? Yes. I wrote down a note. I think Tommy's been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like a lot of distrust coming to the surface. Well, yeah. so he allegedly proposed to a woman that I think he barely knew with a very expensive ring. And she said no. <laughs> well, and that is what he says the movie is based on, that experience. But I don't think they had as deep a relationship. As well, yeah, as I say, even from that description, it sounds like she was in the right <laughs> oh yeah, but then Lisa in this movie all, yeah. is written to be like the vi- the super villain. Yeah, yeah, she really, really is. So I'd never seen this before. I'd seen clips, and I felt like as a bad movie, I did not know what to expect. Um, and I- I'd like us to go around and share our feelings about this movie <laughs> really quickly because I feel like this is a very special movie. <laughs> I loved the experience of watching this movie in a way I was not expecting. Like, all of the promise that was put out there about this being a terrible movie, <laughs> this thing delivered in ways I was not expecting it to. And in consistency, I was never bored. Mm-hmm. I was I was, I was, was very perplexed a lot of the time. <laughs> but I was never bored. I was always just like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. There's lots of why moments. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of film. why. Yeah, he throws all the plots in so you don't get bored. And then the R&B <laughs> music happens and you're like, no! Yeah, oh, that was a God. question that Rachel Sorry. had. He there's a bunch of sex scenes in this movie yep. and they're all scored by like an R and B song that he co wrote with somebody else. Of course he what? did. Yeah, really? he wrote the music well, I mean his name is as co writer, but mm. then the other the person who did the rest of the score is the other co writer. Okay. So like the music is bad, but considerably less bad than the movie. Yes, is, I would agree. Which with I that. thought was very confounding. Right? I would say, except for one song, I don't remember which of the dozen sex scenes it is, but there's like one song where the chorus is just repeated, like "You're like a rose, you're like a rose, you're like a rose." <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know if that's the exact words, but it's like that, like that repeated thirty times, and it's just like. When you think it's going to shift to the verse or the bridge or something, it just keeps on going. That was the last song they wrote. I got no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm like a rose. Matt, you had also not seen this. <laughs> yeah, this was my first time. Uh, similarly, I had seen a couple clips of like the, you're tearing me apart, Lisa, and the, oh, oh hi, hi, Mark. Mark. Yeah. I'd seen about that much, and I had seen the Disaster Artist trailer. That was my knowledge going into this movie. Uh, and I also 
thoroughly enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to because <laughs> I the reason I had not seen it was because it just for me I thought it was like Manos yeah I thought it was mm-hmm. like a bad movie that I was gonna have to cringe through and not enjoy any part of and it was just gonna be awkward whereas like it is awkward but it's awkward in the way of like a bad student film that if you were in class with this person, you'd have to be really quiet and try not to laugh while you're watching it. Yeah. But because you're at home on your couch, you can laugh as much as you want. <laughs> I laughed openly, very loudly in my apartment. Oh, yeah. I paused and rewound many <laughs> moments in this film to be like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> and like, my girlfriend is on the couch next to me. She's working on schoolwork and she's not paying attention. But I would like be like, hey, 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 hey. You need to watch this part. Because I need another human to like also be confused by it and make sure I'm not the only one who doesn't get why this just happened. What were some of the parts? Uh, so we had the same one. Well, there's one that I don't even think we've talked about yet, but one of the most egregious bad filmmaking moments in the entire movie, I think, is a couple establishing shots that they put back to back. So there's a scene. It's pretty late in the movie where um, Mark is over. With at least like at Lisa and, Tom, and Johnny's place, and uh, Mark and Lisa start kind of making out, but then her friend Michelle shows up, mm-hmm. and Michelle catches them, and Mark leaves. Uh, Examine your zipper. Yeah, that scene. <laughs> um, but during that scene, uh, Lisa has been cleaning up, get, preparing for Johnny's surprise party, uh-huh. and she's <laughs> like, "We have to hurry up. We have to clean because people will be here soon." So clearly, this is the day of the party. People are going to be here in a couple hours. We then. Cut to Mark and Johnny jogging outside during the day. That's fine. Then a shot of them driving home. Still daytime. Cool. Same day, party day. Then we cut to an establishing shot of downtown San Francisco, pitch black night. It is dark. It is nighttime. I'm thinking as I'm watching this, cool, time for the party. That's what we're transitioning to. Yep. Nope. Next shot, outside San Francisco, day. Like, it goes from dark to day. I'm like, did we miss the party? No. Goes back to Lisa. She's sitting on the couch wearing the same outfit, still cleaning for the party. (laughs) That is the one part in the movie that, like, I could not forgive as, like, a filmmaking, like, trope. Well, I think because that. I didn't get it. That stands out from a movie that, aside from the writing and acting, actually looks like a movie. And isn't incompetently made. Like, it's all exposed properly. Yeah. The editing is not egregious except for that. There's... Yeah, that is, that, that's, why, that's why I jumped out, yeah. like you said. It is the most apparent moment to me where I'm like, that makes zero sense that you made that decision. Yeah. I need someone to explain it to me. I think kind of uh, going off what you were saying about it's not incompetently made necessarily, that was the most interesting part of the disaster artist to me was that he hired like a professional film crew. And so most of the movie is watching him and them like spar over how this movie should be put together Mm -hmm. and like them kind of directing it from behind him secretly and then he'll come through and make some crazy decision like the like the nude sex scenes which i don't think were like something anybody was expecting (laughs) until he showed up naked and then like made her get naked too oh no i'm pretty sure that's how it went oh no that seems like honestly 
like also the plot of the movie is a lot of people who seem fairly normal, yeah. have regular relationships with each other, and then Johnny's just there being the weird being a guy. Big weird dude, a big monster who just like mumbles through every scene and they all have to be like reality warps around him. I don't I don't think any of the characters in this movie are reasonable. They they all at, at one point or another do something that is very confusing. Yeah. I think the only, the, well, yeah. I wrote well, down that the only character I, that is good is the mom. No, she's bad too. No, the mom is yeah, terrible. Yeah, she's pretty terrible. Why is she bad? Because she's she's the one. She like has a big speech about how all men are assholes and like she hated her father and stuff. That's true. And then she's like, "But you should just still stay with Johnny, anyways." Yeah, I would true. say Peter, the psychologist, is the closest to normal. Well, I love Peter that guy. is like, well, Peter at first is like, you, you know, I don't want to get between you and Lisa, and he's like, Lisa loves you. And then when he goes up and talks with Mark, he's like, Lisa is a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the no one has opinion like conviction in this movie. Everything shifts from like sentence to sentence as far yeah. as how they feel. Like even in the the Peter scene that we get when they're first when we first introduced to Peter have no idea who this man suddenly is in the room um <laughs> he is like talking to Tommy and Tommy goes well you're a psychologist help me yeah, out I love this part. and then like three <laughs> sentences later he's like stop being a psychologist to me you're, you're like you just asked him to <laughs> this is this is like you say there's no characters in here who are quite reasonable and I would I would mostly agree with that because they're all written by Tommy Wiseau yeah. and Tommy Wiseau is not quite correct in the head. He is a little weird. Something is off. Something is off. And yeah, every scene there's contradictions within this, <laughs> within the scene uh-huh. and he'll just shift from one conversation he's having with someone. And then he'll like the whole Lisa, you're tearing me apart moment. He's like, blah, 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 normal conversation. Oh, you know, maybe this is happening and you're tearing me apart. Oh, well, let's go back to do it. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, darling. Yeah. I still love you. It's so <laughs> yeah. weird. Whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be like, fine. My favorite example of like a bad, badly delivered dialogue <laughs> is the flower shop scene. Oh, God. Because even... an entire conversation happens in five seconds. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you're the flowers. Yes, here they are. You're my best customer. Nice to see you. Hi, doggy. And you're just like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? <laughs> and he's already insane. out of the flower shop. <laughs> it, it's all ADR. It's all it's, dubbed. It's, everything <laughs> is dubbed. <laughs> I think. I'm assuming I haven't seen the disaster artist. I don't know a lot about the behind the scenes of this movie. I'm assuming they did not have audio equipment in any of the remote locations. Mm, they he just had to re-record a lot of his lines. I think they might they might have had her. I don't know if the woman's lines were. were well, they ADR'd a lot of the the people in exterior locations. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Is maybe they yeah, only had true. like camera audio for those <laughs> things, and so they dubbed over everyone's lines. Yeah. In, that weren't in that one studio in the room in the room if the movie is to be believed he fired the whole crew (laughs) then he filmed all the outdoor scenes a little like a few months later for some reason he decided that there needed to be more stuff i mean a lot of them are just him like on a trolley and then him walking around and driving up and so well it may be too that he it might have been a length issue i'm not sure how long the movie is but if you're trying to get it into certain it's festivals. only an hour and 40 and there's a lot of establishing shots yeah he and, wanted yeah. to submit it to the academy for an academy award well and it won so. some awards like it it's weird but like, uh, uh, not not any awards for good films <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that's fair then um but i'm curious like so sarah you've had a longer relationship with this film 
than I think anybody else in here. Oh, I don't know about that. You were Sam. I guess so. I watched it the first time three days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. then I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Why did you watch it? Like, what? Wh- wh- where did it come from? Oh, my boyfriend was like, have you seen The Room? And I was like, no. He's like, you have to see The Room. I have it on Blu-ray. And so then we watched The Room. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. This is why we're dating. Thank you for this gift. And did you enjoy it? Yes, absolutely. I love this movie. Well, yeah. What is your favorite part? Like, what? Like this is a weird thing, because like... I didn't enjoy the only other movie I've enjoyed that we've done on this podcast this much was The Long Kiss Goodnight, which I contend is not necessarily a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's got good actors in it and it's, you know, it's entertaining. But I had a just a blast watching <laughs> this. Like I was so happy sitting on my couch taking my day quill. Like I was like, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I think things we like just yeah. <laughs> might have stumbled onto something. There. Yeah. <laughs> but like what when you like when you were watching it, what were you thinking as a filmmaker? I was just like, well, I mean, you could you can kind of see like, okay, I have to get to be like. I think my favorite thing this time around was uh, when Mike and Denny and Johnny are all like throwing a football mm-hmm. uh, oh in the God. alley, and then Mark appears, <laughs> <laughs> and Mike is telling them all about the how underwear, the underwear, the under- underwears, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That We're dude like, totally knows, like, he is totally aware of what is going on yes. and has no allegiance to anyone, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. He's like a total agent <laughs> of chaos. Someone gave me 500 bucks to say me underwear. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. And all the sex scenes, he's like, looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. He's <laughs> just like, that big dumb smile. Oh, you're talking about Mark. Mike. No, Mike. No, Mike. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, there is a yeah. sex scene with Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was weird. Too. Okay, see, that's my... We'll come right back to the <laughs> yeah. because... I, we had a similar we WTF did. moment that I texted you about <laughs> mid-screening. And I tweeted about it. Yeah. I, there was something, it was very early in the film, and I just looked down at my phone, <laughs> and then I looked back up, and then this couple was on the couch. <laughs> oh, Nick, don't worry. As someone who did not look down, <laughs> it's just as confusing because either. there's a scene with Lisa and her mother talking, and then it cuts to... A couple making out and eating chocolate off of each other on the same couch that Lisa and her mom were just sitting on. And I go, in my head, I'm trying to rationalize this as like, okay, so is, is it, are we supposed to believe this is a different apartment? Like, is this it, is what happened. they didn't have a budget for a new room? What's happening? And then the explanation is just that like, oh yeah, our friends like to use our place to have sex sometimes. To do their homework. Because maybe they're also young like Denny. I don't really no know. No one is young in this movie. Well, Denny's supposed to be in high school. He is easily 25. But he he said, they say he's 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. To and make it a little less weird that he wants to watch college. them have sex. Yeah. I don't understand that part. That was also weird. Can I watch? What? <laughs> but no. That's <laughs> the thing like, is like he doesn't even say it in as creepy of a voice as you just did. It's super flat. Just like, yeah. so can I watch? And you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like but my number, moment, my first note was, "Who's Danny?" Because the first scene he's in, he's just there, ask if he can watch them have sex. They say no. He leaves. Well, he doesn't actually ask to watch them. He says, "I like to watch you." Guys. Yeah, that's true. So that either establishes <laughs> he already like, been, has that he been doing it. it. Yeah, he's always looking at that window too. Like, 
I don't know what's going on with that guy. But it's a, it, that moment was crystallizing for me because I said alone in my apartment when I looked up and I saw two people eating chocolate out of each other's mouths. And who we had sex never, seen seen before. never seen before. And they're and they're in a room. I like the part of my brain was like, oh, is he going for like a lynch thing? And this is weird. <laughs> Too much credit. And then it just kept going. And I stood up and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was completely lost. And then she walks it. Lisa walks back in and yeah. I'm like, okay. And so, yeah, they just like to have sex here occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and he was never naked. So how did his underwear come off? Well, that's a great well, question. She's like, she's like, he's like eating a chocolate. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then she like moves out of frame. Yeah. Then it but, goes to an establishing side, I think for a second. I think it does. that is true. So in that time, sex. I, th- yeah, it, Almost every time it cut to an establishing shot, it seemed like all of a sudden that was telling you it's the next day. No, only but five it, days pass in this film. Though. That's the thing. I don't get that though because there's they're so just, many times that they're day, like day they're four, just trying to. Day four is an endless, endless like Groundhog's Day night. <laughs> I, I kept track of all of it. This okay, time. I was hoping someone yeah. would have because I was watching it and it felt like every scene was a new day. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. And so I was like, is this like two or three weeks? And they keep saying the wedding is next month. Yeah. Like. You're getting closer to that wedding <laughs> yeah. you don't want to go to. Well, there's a part early in the movie when the mom says that she's known um, Tommy, Johnny, yeah. for five years. And then at the end of the movie, they say that they've been together for, for seven, seven years. years. So yeah. I thought that two years had passed until I watched it this time. <laughs> and then it turns out only five days. I was going to say, because I think pretty early on, they bring in the idea of the birthday party. Yes. And they say it's it's Friday and how many days away mm-hmm. early. And like they that. very explicitly always declare when it is the next day or yes. when they are about to go to bed. So. Yeah. They say so many times, <laughs> let's go home. Yeah. Or like, let's go let's to go bed. Home, or let's, let's go, go home, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> day four, he and Denny go home like three different times, <laughs> even though they're always at their house or right next door. And that's what house. confuses me is how many times they go home <laughs> yeah. and then leave home and then so many things happen. And then, like... I like sometimes like my days are kind of busy and I'm like, oh man, I did so much today. <laughs> but like I didn't do as much as like arresting a drug dealer yeah. on a, my roof. Yeah. I think Lisa visits her mom like five different times or the well, mom visits yeah. like, Lisa. yeah. And they walk into the room yes. and oh, they have a conversation and don't do anything. That's the best. And then they walk out of the room. They're the, that's the only time anyone uses the other door in the apartment. Yeah. It's like they come in that door like, ah, good day of shopping, mom. Yeah. And then they just they leave out the front door. <laughs> There's so many things like that, like the alley scene. We can I want to hear the end of the alley scene. But the beginning of the alley scene is Tommy scene. walks into frame and two seconds later, Mike is directly behind him <laughs> and it's like, hey, Johnny. It's like, there's no way you didn't know he was behind you. <laughs> Oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I think that's the most, the the precursor to when they're all together in the alley is the most useless scene in the entire movie because it's just Mike telling Johnny about the scene we just <laughs> saw <laughs> with the underwears. But it is the least important thing to the entire movie. Well, we just met this guy. We saw the joke of the underwear yes, and now yes. he needs to tell us again. Mm-hmm. We never know the name. The mom's name was Claudette. If not for that scene, That's I don't true. think though. So. Well, no. He, I yeah, because he calls her by her first name for some <laughs> yeah. reason. Claudette at, at another point too. Like, but but she doesn't even know who they are, right? The mom doesn't know who Mike and. Yeah, I don't believe she knows oh, yeah, Mike no. and Michelle. Yeah. But then he says like Lisa and Claudette <laughs> caught yeah. us, and we're like, who's? Oh, the mom must be named Claudette. <laughs> yeah. 
but my favorite part of the of the whole movie this time was uh, <laughs> was uh, Mark coming into the scene and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" And Mike being like, "No, I can't tell you. It's so embarrassing. This thing." And they're like, "Okay." Well, and then they start throwing the football around, and then inexplicably, <laughs> Mark just shoves Mike yeah. into some trash cans. It's like he became the Hulk and threw the football at like supersonic speed into his gut. They're all like three feet apart. <laughs> yeah, and he just goes boom and, and annihilates down. him. And then he's like concussed. Yeah, they have, to, they have to like limp him off. Are you okay? Dude, and no one is hospital. like concerned by this behavior. No, they There's they all like get very oh shit, dour like, after that, and then they all just stop playing football and they never talk about it again. Except when they really play football. Yeah. In my fa- my favorite scene with Peter is yes yeah. when they are suddenly all wearing tuxes yeah that's for the same no reason. that's Why are the they wearing tuxes? same day as the football of in the alley of course thing. it is <laughs> yeah. uh but in my head i'm like oh it's it's the day of the wedding like we've jumped ahead a month is what mm-hmm. i was thinking watching this that's what i thought I and thought, then oh, okay here we go i guess it was just There's a gonna fitting be some blow up at the altar yeah, i think it's a fitting yeah because the only I... the only reference they say is like oh nice tux oh nice tux mm-hmm. oh our, your wedding photos will look great that's the only references to the tux. Yeah. I think and then, that's when, when Mark comes in and he, he doesn't have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, what do you think, guys? Like, but then they just go like. It's unnoticeable that he doesn't have a beard. Yeah. They talk about that in a little bit in The Disaster Artist, too. It's supposed to be symbolic of something. Of course. His beard okay. shaving. But, but I don't know why. Then they make chicken noises and go play football again. They do not make chicken noises. <laughs> they make like. Cheep, 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 cheep. They all have the same chicken impression. Yeah, the same completely wrong chicken impression. But you know what? <laughs> Look, he's an inept director mm-hmm. and writer, but he brought it back later. Mm-hmm. And true. it was yeah. actually like, you know what? There you go. You yeah. use Chekhov's cheap. <laughs> you, you can't reference a cheap and not in the first act and then not show it in the third act. And he did. He brought it back when he was when they were having their fight. And yeah. he started cheaping at uh, Mark. <laughs> and I was like, good on you, Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, or <laughs> else he just does that all the time in <laughs> real life. probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he watched Back to the Future and was like, what are you, chicken? Cheap, <laughs> cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> I feel like this is a movie, and I've told Matt this, I feel like this is a movie made, written and directed by a teenager. Mm-hmm. But made by an experienced softcore porn yeah. uh, company. Yeah. Like they were like, hey, make a porno for us. And then, like, last minute, they're like, shit, cut out all the porn. Yes. But keep the acting in. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, um, when sometimes, like, TV shows or like radio shows will will take a submission from a ch- from like a child. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like yeah, and they'll, yeah. they'll read his lines straight faced. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That is abs one hundred percent how this feels to me. It's like a dramatic reading of a seventeen year old's diary. Yes. Or like a yeah, because it's completely diary. unfiltered Tommy writing. Yeah. Like no one else. To me, at least, it feels like no one else had a say in how this movie went down. Like mm-hmm. none of like if those people were actually his friends. One of them should have said, like, do you think this is the right thing? But it doesn't feel like any of them ever did. It feels like all of them were just like, got it. Yeah. I think they were a lot of inexperienced actors. and Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Actually, the, the one with the least experience was the drug dealer who had never been in anything before. I he was that. fine. He was and he does yeah. the best, and he method acted Yeah, actually, that guy <laughs> made sense, at least. He you did. Know, who yeah. knows 
what got him to that point, but he, he didn't do any contra- contradictory things. No, no, and he seemed very straightforward, yeah. and his character grew, the like the anger grew <laughs> and grew <laughs> until it reached a point, yeah. and then he was overpowered by two weenuses. He was and very, they dragged yeah, him off to jail. Easily yeah. subdued, and they yeah. took him to jail in a matter of three minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, if they hadn't come back, I could have believed it a little bit yeah. more of like, okay, so they're holding him down while they're calling the cops. Mm-hmm. But, like, they leave with him, say they're going to take him to the police, <laughs> yeah. and then they just come back three minutes later to be like, are you okay? Uh-huh. Huh? So weird. I think Tommy just has a very overpowered, like, a very intense personality. And then if you don't jive with what he's doing, then he f- he fires you. Yeah. Because he went through so many actors and so many yeah. good people. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, so I'm he- guessing that's what happened to Peter. No, Peter had a had another thing he was booked for already and they promised him he'd be done in time but then he was they weren't even close to So is to that why time. new yes. friend gets new introduced friend. at the party new at friend, the end? New friend has Peter's That's line. I assume because oh my god. I the, love new friend. He becomes too. the most important character <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. movie. He's like Lisa's best friend. Yeah. I haven't ever seen him before. No. Like, I was it was another moment where I was like, did I look down at my phone? <laughs> what who Oh shit, I missed something. Yeah. Who no, is this didn't. man. We I, don't even get his name. Cuz it's supposed to be Peter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think in the credits he might be Steven. I wrote it. Or Steven, down. another guy. I have no idea. There's a Steven in the credits, and I just chalked that up to that guy because I'm like, well, he probably got a name, but we didn't get to hear it. Yeah. Because yeah, that was the weirdest thing is like when Tommy comes in for his yeah. Johnny comes in for a surprise party. I recognized half of the crowd at this surprise party, and I'm like, okay, do we meet these other people? Are we going to learn who they are? No. All right. And yeah, then, how did they bring him in? It's like it's like he walks in on Lisa and Mark. Yeah, and Mark. yeah, because you like, see him lecturing. What's yeah. going on? You see here. him at the beginning. It looks like he's there with her mom. Like he's at when every, when Johnny walks in and he looks at everyone. Like they're kind of coupled off, and like that guy is standing next to her mom. So I was like, oh, her mom did bring someone yeah, to the party, <laughs> and Maybe she got is. like a younger man. Good uh, on her. Yeah. And then like very clearly, as soon as he starts like interacting with anyone, I'm like. That's, I don't think that's the case. No. And yeah, he he's the one who calls her out on all her shit. Yeah, he's like he's like our, our like our friend circle is not gonna. <laughs> yeah, gonna really shake up our group of friends. <laughs> we've already just like, we've already lost you. <laughs> we already lost Peter. <laughs> I think it's fitting that his final scene was when he got pushed down in the yeah. in the tuxedo, and he's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. His last thing is when he trips and like yeah. falls yeah. in the. Alleyway, like, good it's... idea, Denny. <laughs> and then you never see him again. Yep. Because Denny did something bad to him. Oh, <laughs> probably. that's probably what happened. He's got those happened. little devilish <laughs> eyes. So He's so creepy. So Let's talk about Denny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Denny is one of the m- more interesting characters just because so much happens to him. But nothing happens to him. <laughs> right. He's not important. No. <laughs> no, he's just there. Yeah. So Denny, for those of you that haven't seen this movie, and if you haven't seen this movie, I'm sure you're very confused right now. Yeah. But Denny is an 18-year-old kid who Johnny <laughs> and Lisa have kind of adopted. Johnny, Johnny tried to adopt him. Tried to yeah. adopt him. I don't know what that means, but he tried to adopt him. <laughs> but, it didn't work out. But well, it seemed like it was maybe one of those cases where he was getting to be 18. Right. And then it was like, well, he's 18 now. I'm not going to adopt him. I'm just going to pay for everything. And right. that's that's Johnny's thing. Is he's he pays for he buys he's Lisa the nicest guy. thing. He, he he's everyone such money. a good guy. Because yeah. uh, even uh, who was he? He offers like he he talks to 
Lisa's mom about possibly giving some like stranger money. Oh, but then he won't do it, and Lisa's mom's mad at him. Yeah, because yeah. it's an awkward situation, is yeah. what he says. Yeah. Right, but, but it's still like he's known as this guy who will do nice things. Yeah, yes. characters throughout the movie say Johnny's such a good guy. Or... Johnny's my best friend. <laughs> like that's all Mark says, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, he's my best friend. <laughs> but Denny. So they, they've sort of taken him under the wing, and he's a little bit weird because he <laughs> yeah. wants to watch them have sex. And that's our character introduction. That's to our introduction to him. Yeah. Which, another thing filmically that I find very strange about everything that happens in the room, I'm guessing it was only two walls. I'm guessing. Uh-huh. Because it's shot like a sitcom. Yeah. And and it felt like even when Denny comes in, you're expecting to hear people go, woo! You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like... It feels he's like the Kramer. Be, yeah, like the, it feels like that's a character introduction on a sitcom, mm-hmm. and that's how that whole movie felt mm-hmm. in that area. It's almost like, and it's a sitcom that's been on for like ten years or something. Yes, and you know all these characters really, really well. Exactly, because there were no Mark, introductions. Yeah, and you know? like when Mark and Peter are up on the roof, it's kind of like there's some kind of emotional impact to that scene for some reason because they do like seem like they're just two really weird people who have been friends for a really long time. And then he tries to murder And then him. he tries to murder Peter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he tries to throw him over the roof. Yeah. I don't know what you guys do with friends, but you know. <laughs> Clearly, I'm kind of glad that we're not hanging out more, Nick. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, you should have been worried when we were on the roof watching the solar the eclipse. eclipse. That would have been the perfect time because yeah. all crime is legal in the solar eclipse. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. The Especially purge. everyone's just mm-hmm. looking up. You just... Push him. <laughs> what happened to Matt? Go. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, he's down there. Yeah, clearly he's right there. He's yeah. still, it's only one story. <laughs> he's screaming. But the, okay, so Denny, this is fascinating to me. So, so he comes in, he he's really into Lisa, obviously. And he's there is a scene yeah. he's where he says, where he actually spills his guts to her and mm-hmm. says, you know, I'm in love with you, which is fine. Like that's, that's an interesting story that goes nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then you find out that he's into, a drug dealer for we don't know how much money. He either has given him <laughs> drugs or taken drugs from him. Or bought and is, or maybe selling, selling drugs. Selling him. But he doesn't have them anymore. No. And it's it doesn't very, matter. And it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what yeah. drugs they were. <laughs> no. And it actually doesn't matter. What <laughs> really doesn't matter. <laughs> Claudette cares. Claudette cares. <laughs> what kind of drug? <laughs> it's... It's so bizarre. I thought, well, this is where the movie's going. Yeah. We're going to deal with it. Right? Nope. It does feel like a new storyline is happening. Surely Chris R. will come back at some point. <laughs> at some point. He got a last initial. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good, they gave him a last initial. Yeah. Nobody else in the movie. I think it's it's like Chris hyphen R. Too, it is Chris hyphen R. Why? Yeah. That means nothing. I watched yeah, it with the Spanish know. subtitles, and it was Chris hyphen R. What the hell? <laughs> this I also is have bizarre. questions about why you watched it with the Spanish subtitles. That's the version that I found. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple points where I had to put the subtitles on to see what was being said. I feel like that's against the point of the movie, though. I mean, maybe, yeah. It kind of violates the terms of service there. <laughs> yeah. But I, the biggest one for me was when – are you running Beta Breakers this year? What the fuck, what the were fuck they talking is about? Beta Breakers? So, Mike explained to me that it's it's like a charity run. Okay. Something like that. Oh. It is like it is like a yeah, some sort of charity. I'm guessing event. like in San Francisco, maybe it's well known. Yeah. Because I was very confused. Okay. Too. Not only do they say it like everyone should know, but then they go into weird details about like, oh yeah, there was that woman wearing a wedding dress and the wings were great. I almost took her up on it. Yeah. yeah. I was so lost. So there's chicken, I... there's people in dresses, and it's a run? 
I it's don't, a beta breaker. I didn't I get the they run ever say thing. it's a run. I thought, it, yeah. yeah I they said, are you going to run is... beta breakers this year? I thought oh. it meant, are you going to work be in charge oh. of doing a thing? Well, then I'm even more confused. I know, I just, but it's a fun run. I think yeah. so. If it's a fun run, that I makes... To, I, I, someone should check me out. I connected that to the, off, the jogging. Like, they jog enough that when they said, are you yeah. going to run beta breakers, I assumed it was like, okay, so there's a place called breakers that you run from, like, the bay to breakers. What is it really? I don't bay know. Two breakers is a prior it, it, release. I, in the subtitles it is Bay Two Breakers. Oh, it is Bay Two Breakers. Yeah, Bay to Breakers is an annual foot race in San Francisco, California, on the third Sunday of May. All, All right. right. Yep. So now we know roughly when this movie takes place. We know more about their rich characters. And there's some bay very interestingly dressed okay. gentlemen. Yeah. But what about the huh. chicken wings? Is that a big part of Bay to Breakers? Well, I think you get them when you're done. Well, no, I think it's. Oh Jesus! I don't know. It, it's, it is a thing, though. It, it, yeah. But it was. I was like, what? Yeah. It's not a common thing. Like, it's not. No, there's no reason. You don't that. say like, are you going to run the Boston Marathon this year? That's a thing people know. Yeah. Or even just say, are you going to run the 5K this year? Or whatever. Yes. Just something. So, but beta breakers. What does that mean? It, and considering they're all obsessed with goddamn football, I thought it had something to do with football. I don't think any of them have ever watched a football game. No. <laughs> but they all, had, everybody, let's go throw the pigskin around. Let's go throw the football around. Let's go throw the football. They and, threw it while they were jogging. Yeah. They did. <laughs> just like jogging through Golden Gate Park, just like, huh, huh. and they're having a conversation that you can't quite hear. It's about Mark getting a loan. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> he wants to buy a house. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, that would be I, I, sure. Well, I, he's talking to the banker. bank man. Yeah, he right says person. you'll be approved for sure. And then Mark's like, "Whoa, really? Cool. I'll come talk to you tomorrow at eight. But that's the same <laughs> night that Johnny uh, kills himself. So oh no! He can't. Mark's he can't. not gonna get a house. Oh, no. So because of corrupt bank. banker Johnny won't be there to guarantee his <laughs> loan. Johnny's not corrupt. No, he gar- he's guaranteeing a loan. He saved them bundles, but he's not corrupt. Hmm. <laughs> That's what my car salesman told me too. I'll save you, <laughs> save you bundles, but it's all on the level. Yeah. Yeah. No, Johnny. Johnny is a pure soul, and it's just he's all of his friends betrayed him, well, and so they I think all that's regret what it. Denny's maybe supposed to be like the one friend who never did, right? He's supposed to be like, if all of the characters in the movie are different ways that he has been betrayed in his life, then Denny is like the fictional imaginary best friend who will never betray you, or what? I disagree. I think Denny is is just another like gut punch so when johnny dies you're like you're like oh what is danny gonna do without his father figure he's gonna turn to drugs oh that's right danny comes in at the very end too like out of nowhere that's the part where i was like danny should have questions because like mark and lisa walk in to find him and like it's a pretty safe assumption that he shot himself yeah danny walks in to see mark and lisa leaning over johnny's dead body hours after and it's just like Get out of here. <laughs> He's not like, did you murder my dad? <laughs> it's uh it's 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 wonderful. Yes. Like that ending sequence, I was laughing. Are you like, talking about like the flip out with all the flashbacks? And he's starting the dress from all there. Over. Starting from there <laughs> to the end credits. Yeah. Is like virtuoso bad filmmaking. <laughs> it is it is a 17-year-old <laughs> fantasy about breaking up. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is that fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it does not belong in the head of a nearly 50-year-old man. Well, allegedly. God, he that, might be in his I 20s. I do not know how he old could be 18. Is. 
Yeah. In the movie, <laughs> he says he's 18. No. He no, says no, he's no. Mark's age. No, no, no. No, no, no. In The Disaster Artist, he says- Well, that, he's Mark's age. Mark's not 18. Well, when they met, apparently he was, according to oh, The Disaster Artist. So oh, so that they're wow. supposed to be- He is saying that Mark- and Tom, or Greg and Tommy are the same age. Are the same age, yeah. And Greg's mom in one scene asks him how old he is, and he says, I'm Greg's age. And then Greg says- <laughs> What a good cop out. You're 18? Okay. Yeah. I'm that guy's age. So then from then on, he just like pretends he's that age. But also, he has such a strange, like timeless body. You know, yeah. Oh, so his much. body is so, so rubbery. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks- He looks like a fighter who's cut weight. Cut yeah. a lot of weight. Yeah. He looks a lot like Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. Yeah. Like yeah. when you see like Willem Dafoe, like there's just zero body fat on those men. Naturally skinny people that yeah. just have a, that have ripped themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, good good, good on him. He's very, yeah. obviously very, you very know, in confident. Shape, but yes. very confident. I'm con- I'm contending that that dude looked about in his mid 40s. Yes. Yes. But you look at him now, too. He looks almost the same. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's only been like a 15 older. years. Yeah, but 15 years when you go from 45. Yeah. I I'm mean, assuming that's, there's that's a lot of hair dye going on. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there has to be. Uh, but, yeah, he, I think he maintains that he's, like, somewhat in his 30s or 40s is, like, when people kind of ask. Is he, he an Andy Kaufman character? I wish he was that smart, but I don't think that's the case. Because it seems very, his whole thing seems very Andy Kaufman-esque. Maybe it is Andy Kaufman. Boom. This is something Andy (laughs) Kaufman would do, too. Yeah. He wouldn't do anything, like, great. He'd do something shitty. (laughs) Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he wouldn't wouldn't make a great film and then surprise it's Andy Kaufman. He'd make the worst film. See, Andy Kaufman would be too old, so maybe we have to rule that one out. He also looks nothing like Andy Kaufman. (laughs) Prosthetics, man. Yeah. Tony Clifton. Do you get what do you guys think about Tommy? Why so? Like, do you think he's a hundred percent who he appears to be in interviews and stuff? I think. Well, I don't know. Uh, I've never watched yes. an interview with the man. All right. I do think. I think he he is like weirdly malleable. <laughs> like um, he he after the room came out. And people thought it was hilarious. He he was like, "Oh yes, it's a it's a dark comedy." Um, I don't think he understands what comedy or dark mean. <laughs> no, no, and everyone's like, you know, everyone knows that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is not. This is your your attempt to be Tennessee Williams. Yeah. Um, but, but oh my God, you're right. He's he says it <laughs> yeah. himself. That was oh, does the, he? Like the yeah. tagline for the movie. Or at least <laughs> I'm one Tennessee of them Williams. Was like a movie in the spirit of Tennessee Williams yeah. or something oh, like that. Oh, don't do that to Tennessee Williams. Yeah. It's 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 all I don't know. I just get that sense that he still believes this is a great film and not for the reasons that we enjoy watching it. The like, the, the No, he doesn't think it's a great film ironically. Right. No. He believes that he made a great film and he's very happy that people enjoy it. But there's a disconnect in between those two points that he doesn't seem to acknowledge or accept or whatever that it like I watched just like a couple clips on the Blu-ray and there's an interview where like the editor or somebody is talking about like the premiere and how everyone started laughing and then it he just quickly shifts to like being happy that people like the film 
without acknowledging the fact that you just said we made a drama and people laughed out loud at it. Like, that is a failure of filmmaking. Oh, it totally is. But they won't acknowledge that. Yeah. I, I don't know. He just seems very – he seems like a very adaptable dude that yeah, moved he's completely from, unflappable. like, like – Eastern Europe, Europe or something yeah. to San Francisco, and he he like somehow accumulated a lot of wealth, real estate allegedly. Well, and then He's there's also a, a story fashion about designer, according to his bio online. Hmm. Then that he made a lot of the money selling leather jackets. Yeah, I've heard that too. And then some people said it came from organized crime. Hmm. That he yeah. said no. But, well, I mean, that's what someone with an organized crime would say. You got me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, he might have been like thing. he might have been a real estate agent in San Francisco is one of the. I mean, and if you're a said. successful one at all, you'll make a ton of money there, especially yeah. in that era. Well, he's yeah. also claimed he designed buildings in San Francisco. Oh, really? Like he said he was like a designer. This is oh. interesting because a, a couple of very notable bad filmmakers yeah. are architects. architects or lawyers. Who else? Neil um, Breen. Neil Breen. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I haven't worked up the courage to do a Neil Breen film uh, on here Have you yet. ever seen a Neil Breen movie? Yeah, I watched uh, Fateful Findings. Oh, you got to watch a Double Down. Is Double Down better? It's his second yeah. one, right? I think Double Down was before Fateful Findings. Oh, okay. Fateful Findings is a ma- masterpiece. It's... Double Down is also a ma- I've never okay. seen Fateful Findings, but Double Down is amazing. All right. You can be on that episode okay. then. Okay. I we, love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but, but he's an architect, um, and there was somebody else. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's somebody else who's an architect, and mm-hmm. it's like different parts of the brain, I think. I don't know. What did the Manos guy do? Well, he was a fertilizer salesman. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is these guys who... Have like a creative bone in their body, mm. but they make all their money and they start their careers off with like well-paying jobs, mm-hmm. and they get some money from all these other things. And they're like, "I can afford to make that movie I always thought about when I was in high school." It almost seems like um, he he has he does not have the the ability to lose confidence, and that yeah. and that somehow that like propelled him through to make a bunch of money and then like and then he's like I can do a movie and then just yeah and maybe when you're financing your own movie like that it doesn't matter if it's good or not cuz you kind of feel like <clears throat> the sense of accomplishment well of I also think it, it would it would force you into a position of being very dogmatic yeah, and yeah saying no this too. is my money well yeah. you also yeah there's no one around that can tell you no right like most like Hollywood film studio film crew like the way it works is that there's like checks and balances like there are people above you except unless you're like the head of the studio mm-hmm. there are people yeah. above you who can control what you're doing mm-hmm. and can fire you when yeah. Tommy is funding directing writing everything like that no one can fire Tommy right so yeah. Tommy gets the last word it's a why so films picture mm-hmm. yeah. like the studio <laughs> is him yeah which is very I mean this is it's, it's a similar thing to the prequels. What did Lucas lose? He lost oversight. Yeah. He lost somebody being able to look over his shoulder and going, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. I mean, it's it's kind of, it's hard to put yourself in that space, but like if someone gave you $300,000 right now to go make a film, like outside of the studio system, you might make some bad decisions when you just have like the money at your, like just in your hand ready to go and you can make any decision you want, Yeah, you might make a bad movie. Well, especially if you have no history in it. 
That, yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you have no, you know, I don't even say education, but like no history in it. Like it'd be different if maybe he worked on sets for his whole life. You know, I think or, he did acting. I think he was like a local actor. He was a local yeah. actor, and he went to an acting school. Oh, um, but I've seen just because you study something doesn't right. make you good at it. Right, <laughs> which I have found out many times. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, uh, yeah. I think he went to. I, I I think it was in San Francisco, but I'm not sure. Or maybe it was in New Orleans. I can't remember. Anyway, um, well, he's from New Orleans. He was born and raised in New Orleans. <laughs> that, is a, that is a Polish accent, <laughs> if ever I've heard one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is the this movie brought me so much joy, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I feel bad saying that because I did laugh at it, but at the same time, I was amazed. I was just like, holy shit, the treasure trove (laughs) of absolutely just terrible decision making. And yet it looks like a movie. Well, and it's kind of infused with joy in a way. It is. Like, yeah, he's having a good time. Clearly. I think. Yeah. And nobody else probably was, but he is, so it doesn't really matter if nobody else was. Yeah, he's at laughing at like a lot of his own jokes it. in he many laughs, ways throughout yeah. this film. Like, just literally laughing yeah. after every single line he's that laughing, he says in the entire movie. He's laughing at his own jokes like a drunk does. Yeah. He sort yeah. of leaned back in his seat and he's like, oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. And nobody else has any reaction because he's like, God <laughs> Again? <laughs> like especially you brought up earlier the line when he's talking about the beta breakers when they're yeah. talking about like remember that girl who was in the the wedding dress had the sign like marry me and he's like I almost took her up on it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like the script said ha ha. ha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like that is a joke mm-hmm. if delivered better. Like he's like, yeah, I almost took her up on it. Yeah. There's kind of a joke there, but yeah. he's just like I almost took her up on it. You're like are you going to murder her? Because he got some like Hannibal Lecter voice going on. And also, did he really almost take her up on it? It kind of seems yeah. like maybe he did. I don't yeah, know. Like, you don't know when he's joking and when he's not. There's that one. And then there's the one where where Mark is like struggling with the fact that like he's he's cheating on or he's having an affair with Lisa. He's cheating he, on his friend. We can yeah. say that. Yeah. And he and he and and. Uh, Johnny are talking on the roof and he's like man I don't understand women he's like uh, I want this new girl whose man like put her in a hospital in Garrow Street and, and Johnny's like ha 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 <laughs> like, he says, what, what a story what a story, what a story Mark <laughs> this film though is peppered with that stuff it's so weird the film it's you know, it starts with um, the well. It starts with that basically gratuitous sex scene, mm-hmm. and then and then another one, and then a little bit later, one. a third one yeah. <laughs> that you reuse some of the same shots yeah. where he's fucking her belly button. I don't <laughs> so quite know <laughs> what he's aiming for. <laughs> the middle, yeah, the middle. <laughs> I'll have sex with the middle. But then there's the so he's yeah he has that conversation with Mark, and then when he's having the conversation with Peter. He's like, I don't understand women. And then he's like, oh, who does? Yeah. Like the, this whole. And then Peter's like, she's a sociopath. You know, Clearly, look like, how much I understand women. Like, this is this whole movie is about how terrible women are. Yeah. yeah. Specifically, the one woman who is the worst woman who's ever yeah. lived. 
Yeah. Who yeah. has to keep telling us how much she doesn't love the man she's cheating on. And, and then accidentally sometimes she'll say, you see how much he cares about all of his friends? Yeah. And, then her mom and I'm going like, to throw him a surprise <laughs> party, which takes a lot of effort and planning. <laughs> yeah. Four days of planning for the surprise party. And then this whole movie is like her slowly pushing the knife in. And yeah. then an unnecessary <laughs> twist. Yeah. When she's like, also, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> which God. was like, psych. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> It's a fake out that lasts three seconds. seconds. Yeah, the next scene. We're expecting a baby? What's happening? This is the thing. It keeps making me think it's about to get interesting. (laughs) I thought he made that up. Oh. Oh, I thought, oh, shit. He's okay. Now what? (laughs) Because now she's going to have to talk to her mom, and then there's going to be all kinds of fucked up shit. But no. But no. Is she (laughs) lied to him earlier? Yeah. yeah, when did that lie happen? When did that happen? Did she like slip Off over like camera. glass of champagne in her hand like, by the way, <laughs> pregnant, tell everyone. <laughs> he's like, eh, everyone, we're expecting. And they're like, cool. And, and then two seconds later, she's like, that was a joke. There's no baby. There's no, There's baby. no baby. And Mark's like, is it mine? Oh, yeah, Mark. Like, is, like, I love how Mark keeps forgetting that they're having an affair, basically. <laughs> when she leads him up to the room and like what she's calling him baby and all this stuff. And she's like, I want to show you something. He's like, what do you want to show me? And it's like, <laughs> and what do you first, think? When she Every first calls time. him, he's like, she calls him baby on the phone. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, hey, what's up? And then she says all that sexy stuff. And he's like, all right, see you later. Yeah. And well, then, he also <laughs> says something about like how good of a guy Johnny is and like, yeah. well, good thing you got Johnny or something. And it's like, she started off calling you baby. Right. So it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't I know if they're having points. an affair. Okay. <laughs> I have two points here. The first one is every time he's meeting her and she starts to take off her shirt or his shirt, he says, what are you doing? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like the first time, okay. Yeah. But after that, you know what she's doing. I know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Everybody knows what she's doing. Yeah. The second point is, is Mark some sort of assassin? What? what the fuck was up with that? What? He was in the, car. in the car with the sunglasses on. With the sunglasses and he was like, on. I'm go. very busy. I got, I'm very busy. Yeah. I got all kinds of stuff going on. I told you I got. I got. Busy. I forgot about that, but I love that theory. Yeah, like, me too. What is he a like it's a like... bank robber? <laughs> no, no. Let's stick with assassin. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he dispatched Chris Hour very fast. <laughs> yeah, he's together. like Johnny. You go back up and check on Denny. I'll take care of Chris R. Oh, that makes more sense. Maybe now. they maybe they murdered Grizzar. That yeah. would be also why he doesn't even know his own strength, and he nearly took out Mike mm-hmm. right. oh. by just barely tapping. He's him. like a super Peter. soldier. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, mm. What's that guy? The Matt Damon guy. Oh, Born. Yeah, yeah he's Jason like a Born. Like, talented Mr. Ripley. I think my favorite part of the movie is I just remembered it when he when Mark Lisa calls Mark at the end of a day. And she's like, I miss you so much. And he says, what are you talking about? I just saw you. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was the thought that went through my head. Right. But that's also the thing. That is another case of him forgetting they're having an affair. Like, if you're into someone and they say, I miss you, you don't say, what are you talking about? I just saw you. In that scene, there's like a candle right yeah. <laughs> Like he's laying down on his bed and he has like, like he doesn't have electricity or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was meditating to hone his ninja skills. Yeah, that probably is what it is. Where yeah, do I buy one of those mirror water features that we get oh, to see man. 20 oh, my times? God. My brother bought one, my mom like a tiny version of that oh. for her birthday once. Nice. Because he went through a phase where he was buying fountains for everyone for their birthdays. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, he could probably hook you up. Yeah, he could hook me up. But <laughs> yeah. I like the first time they cut to that shot through the fountain, uh-huh. I thought it was supposed to be rain. Yeah. Like I thought that was like a view from the outside the window yeah. and I was like, this is really poorly done rain. <laughs> yeah. It's it like the like... cinematographer being like, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, make it, we'll go yeah. through the glass. There were a couple of times where the cinematographer was like, oh, I guess we're panning now. Yeah, they panned over to a door at one point, and there was nobody there. Like, what? What? Oh, then somebody comes in, and the the rain thing. It felt again like a sitcom Mm because, like, that's how they do it on Friends. They just have a window with like you know rain with water coming down. Not this. No, this was a fountain that was in the corner of their room that was completely useless next to their candelabra (laughs) with like twenty red candles glowing in it. And then Uh. even in. Okay, I, look, I get it. It's important to laugh when you're making love to somebody. You have fun. You know, <laughs> oh, you can have fun. But he's there just like drunk laughing. Uh, and they're also <laughs> not doing anything even close to foreplay or sexual. They're just like rolling. You don't drop and then, like, flower petals on and then your lover. Kind of well, pillow like, fighting? Yeah, yeah, but then just like poking and like rolling around <laughs> and like tossing. And it's like, now I'm going to wear your tie on my head because that's <laughs> oh, silly. And it's like. I, Again, a 17-year-old. This yes. is like a 17-year-old. You gave someone that said, okay, 17-year-old, right. write a sex scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's flowers, candles, water. Uh, you roll around a lot. Uh, I don't, yeah, I've never music. seen, I've never seen down there, so aim for the belly button. That's where it goes, right? Uh, right. Babies yeah. are made in the belly, have sex with the belly button. All checks out. I think we figured this movie out. Yeah. Tommy Wiseau is actually the age he says he was. Yeah. Rachel thinks he's straight edge, maybe, because he, like, doesn't drink. There was a big part about and, not drinking. Uh, and then Peter, Peter like... I don't understand what you mean by what's straight edge. Oh, no oh, drugs, no, no drugs, alcohol. no drinking. Oh. And no sex. Usually, usually yeah. So then, like, Peter has that big scene where he's yelling at Mark for smoking pot on the roof, too. Mm-hmm. And it seems like maybe that Tommy's never had sex before. Interesting. So maybe that mm. is something. But he is a very concerned that they haven't made love in a while at one point, which it was maybe it was a, a day. It was actually like a day and a half. Yeah. yeah. How much it, did they have sex before? I don't know, but they had well, sex once twice, a day at least. very close together. If this movie takes place in five days, they had sex at least twice in like the first day or two. Wait, Sam's got it mapped out. Okay, let's see. <laughs> so day one, sex scene, that's day three. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole flow chart. Day one. Sex scene two was like immediately oh, after. Sex that. scene two is with Mark. Yeah. Yeah. So sex scene one is day one. Sex scene two is the beginning of day two. Sex scene three is the end of day two. So she has sex with Johnny the night after she slept with Mark. No, like the same night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Earlier oh. in the day she sleeps mm-hmm. with Mark. Yes. That night she sleeps with Johnny the second time. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's being very sweet. She's like like yeah. <laughs> oh, snuggling up and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Want me to order a pizza? Whatever. I already ordered a pizza. You think of everything. What do you? Yeah. <laughs> you think of everything. Or like you invited all my friends to my party. <laughs> Good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> what? What were they drinking besides vodka? Did they mix whiskey with vodka? Apple juice or something? <laughs> yeah, it looked like apple juice. I, know, yeah. I didn't know if it was supposed to be whiskey and vodka, and that would make me believe that he also does not drink. (laughs) He's like, what do people drink? Whiskey, vodka. Put that in a glass. (laughs) Well, there is this online theory, right, that's Mm -hmm. a playful theory, and I I like playful conspiracy theories that don't really hurt anyone, although this might hurt Tommy Wiseau. I don't know. But it's a theory that he's actually an alien. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Because, like, everything in this movie is, like, he has never had real human experiences, and this is a person who hasn't had those experiences and then is trying to pretend that he has. Yes. And so people are like, clearly he's an alien. 
Yeah. Have you read that? No, I think he's a vampire, though. Okay. He wanted to be a vampire. He wanted in this to film. be a vampire in the room, but I think he might really be a vampire, too. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that. He said there was, That's like the one thing they talked him out of. Yeah, he, wa- he wanted to be a vampire, and then he wanted a scene that his white Mercedes would fly past the San Francisco skyline, and they were like, we don't really know how to <laughs> do that. And he's like, all right, then no vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh-huh. That was one of his ideas. Yeah. I think you even get to hear that in the Disaster Artist trailer. He said something about like, there'll be love and fighting and death and maybe a vampire. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I think your like assassin idea for Mark fits into like mm-hmm. the canon of the room. Maybe he's mm-hmm. a vampire hunter. Oh shit. Oh shit. He achieved his goal. The then. mission got personal. Yeah. And he fell oh. in love with the vampire's bride. Oh, Damn, man. Right. He was All trying right. to save Lisa. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. Well. Or he just, yeah. He's an amoral vampire hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I the the one final thing I, I do want to talk, I wrote down the 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 quotes, is when Claudette is talking to uh, Lisa and she says, uh, she says, she's like complaining about stuff and she's like, nobody wants to help me. I'm dying. Oh, Lisa yeah. says, you're not dying, Mom. Claudette says, I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. Lisa says, look, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. They're curing a lot of people every day. <laughs> and she says, well, I'm sure it'll be all right. And that's the end of that plot. That's all <laughs> we get to know. It's the only time you hear this. It's just like the Denny thing. <laughs> it's so good. It's a, oh, well, here's where the movie's going. No. That's yeah. that's it. That yeah, is I thought we were going to get it. way more into, like, Claudette's <clears throat> character. It's a slice of life. That's no, just how the world works. Me and I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> Things happen and people come in and out of your life like yeah, Chris are. And her brother sucks. And her brother sucks, mm-hmm. yeah. I you know what's funny because I I'm which one of you liked the mother? You did. I like the mother. Yeah, Matt liked the mother. There's the obviously she's I, terrible in many scenes. No, no, no. But, but the more I think about it, the more compelling her stories are. She's got the most depth. Yeah. Like the whole thing about her brother in the house and everything. I'm we don't know like, if anybody else has siblings. Yeah. No. That's true. The one I do remember when I got mad at the mom was when she was mad at Johnny for not lending her friend money. Yeah, that was weird. That was yeah. when I was like, "You're an awful woman." Well, I think I think she's supposed to be like what Lisa turns into, right. and like why, yeah, why yeah. she's terrible, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also like serves as like a weird proxy to like convince Lisa to end up in the marriage, because like she's telling him that like. Oh, men suck, but you should still marry this guy. He's her ticket to a better life, I think, mm-hmm. is like literally yeah. what she says. Yeah, but then yeah. we contradict it again because, and we never, at least unless I look down at my phone again, mm-hmm. she says, you can't live on your own. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have any form of income. And then I think in that scene, a few lines later, she says, well, I have to go talk to a client. Well, because she's in the computer, the computer, computer, computer business. business. But the computer business is very Too competitive. competitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She says that to Tommy in one scene. She's like, the computer business is very competitive. Yeah. You and right. I don't know right. if she's selling computers. Is Fixing she... computers. She's doing something with computers. I missed that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't remember what scene that comes up in, but it is after, it is a, like a little while after the scene with her mom where her mom is saying that you can't survive on your own and all this stuff. And so you're like, Okay, so maybe she doesn't have a job. And, like, even Johnny's job, like, he didn't get the promotion. promotion. Like, I don't know what kind of banker he is, but good enough? He seems Mm -hmm. like a loan officer on some level. I guess if he's approving Mark's loan. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what I guess. But, yeah. He doesn't know what happens at a bank, so he just guessed, (laughs) I think. I mean, that's true, though, because everything he talks about is like, I brought them so much money. And I'm like, well, loan officers don't do that. 
But that yet yeah. you're approving alone? And then we got a new client. You're implementing all so, my ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not how banks work. Uh, yeah, then, how did you change the bank, Johnny? <laughs> like, no, what if we kept the money in a bigger safe? <laughs> oh, hi, safe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, that's what every day he goes to work. Oh, hi, safe. Oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the sequel I want. No, just... you, wrote the, you wrote the good sequel this morning. Did I? I already the forgot vamp, it. The vampire... The thing that picks up mere seconds after the movie ends. Oh, yeah, of yeah. Johnny waking up. That will be how we fix it, though. We'll talk yeah. about that. Just <gasps> well, let's roll right <laughs> into it. Oh, right. wait, I have one more oh. one more <laughs> thing, too. Rachel also said when we were watching it that it is amazing that he didn't make a worse movie in a way. Mm-hmm. Because you'd think that a person like that would make a movie where he's like saving people with a machine gun or something. Or like yeah. he's like chopping zombies up with swords or right. something like that. But he made totally. such a low-key like – Drama. Yeah, about how everybody betrays him. And it's so, it like, casts him in such a sad, sad light. He, he didn't take the opportunity to make a movie where he's really cool, is, I think, a really interesting, like, insight into how him, he works. I agree with that. And it is a fascinating thing. But look, look, I think that a lot of, obviously, what he was believing at the time that he wrote this was very toxic and very bad mm-hmm. um, in terms of relationships. But at the same time, I. He was obviously in pain, mm-hmm. like he had experienced some serious hurt. Mm-hmm. Now, how he processed that was, was wrong. Like, you, <laughs> well, he's you know. processing yeah. it like a seventeen-year-old. Like yes. you keep referencing, he's not processing it like a thirty-something man. Right. Like he's clearly not okay when it comes to relationships. I think that's like the number one takeaway. Yeah, and I think he's. I think we're seeing a man who is very lonely. I, I honestly, I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And it seems to be like that seems to be if you just I just started following him on Twitter not that long ago just because I just wanted to see what he was up to. And he posts very happy things like he mm-hmm. but he does seem isolated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's almost like uh, he he like read an introduction to like Buddhism or something at some point after, uh, you know, and he's like, oh, mindfulness and, never, you know, mm-hmm. just let it all wash <laughs> over me. And yeah, he just like yeah. went. All in no. on yeah. that. It seems like he's doing all right, though, I guess. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, too. That's my thing is I, I hope people aren't taking advantage of him. Yeah. I hope they aren't exploiting him. I hope he has the power in this, like, the room merch, the room oh, distribution, all the con stuff. Yeah. Well, I hope yeah, I he is the one who's making the calls. Yeah. I, I think he is because it's not available anywhere. I mean, I mean you can buy a, a Tommy Wiseau football on his website, which you is – Genius! I bought I bought Mike a Tommy Wiseau uh, basketball. Oh, basketball. Is there even a basketball <laughs> in the movie? There's, yes, they're, when they're um, it might be in the deleted scenes. Actually, there oh. are deleted, deleted scenes on that scene? Blu-ray. Oh my god! <laughs> I missed out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my Blu-ray just arrived today. Oh, there so you go. I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah, watch go, the deleted scene. You can also buy Tommy Wiseau underwear. Did you yeah. get yep. the basketball? Did yes. it come? Okay. Yeah. So it's not like it's not you scam. actually get the basketball if you order the basketball. <laughs> okay. It wasn't cool. a scam. Okay. He sells. He, he designs his own watches and sells them too, so you can get yeah. a Tommy Wiseau watch. Yeah, go to really? his website. And according to Matt, <laughs> they're, like they're not off? bad looking. Really? Yeah, I would actually wear one. What the heck? Yeah. I think maybe a weird guy. Yeah. Fascinating. So well, yeah, the clothes he wears and the like, the clothes he wears outside of this movie are like really <laughs> bad, but they are they're designery. Yeah, they're designery. Yeah. They're not like ill-fitting suits. He doesn't walk around like that. 
he walks around like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and he's vampires like, look kind of cool sometimes in a certain way. Kind of sort of like Glenn Danzig in a lot of respects. Yeah. Like he's the yes. actor version of he Glenn Danzig. He could be Glenn Danzig's brother and I'd buy it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like his soft-spoken brother. His soft-spoken <laughs> nice brother. Because Glenn yeah. Danzig I don't think is very nice. I don't think so. Either, no. Yeah. But yeah, it, I, it's a weird thing. I don't know. So now let's roll into how we would fix this. Matt, you said you had an idea. Well, it was more of an idea for a sequel than fixing this film. But I think it would need some things in this film to incorporate that. And it does come back to the idea that he wanted to be a vampire. Mm-hmm. And I think you let him be a vampire. I think the idea we came up with of having Mark be the vampire hunter, genius. <laughs> but I don't know that there's much about this actual film that I would change because it's one of those that changing it makes it less special. And it is very special. It's very special. And it's so Tommy that like, if you were a movie producer looking at this, you'd be like, all right, cool. Fire that guy, bring in a new writer, do this. If you were actually trying to like fix this film and make it like a normal dark comedy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But removing any of those elements completely takes away from what the room is. And so, yeah, I would leave it pretty much the same. I'd like to see what that vampire subplot would be and how that, I, I like to believe that nothing else was different in the movie yeah. and that he was just a vampire <laughs> who maybe ate one person in the course of the, like in the course of the film and it's just like an unimportant detail the life of a vampire but then I would like the sequel like we talked about to start immediately after the room ends Tommy is dead Mark and Lisa are looking over his body and all of a sudden and Denny's just, there too huh and Denny's there Denny's there too, there too. Yeah. and then all of a sudden you just and wakes up, and he's alive. He's vampire Johnny, and then just another five days of his life happen, or something. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's when the vampire hunting, the war uh, between Mark and Johnny starts. Okay, but it all has to happen within that room, or on the rooftop. I think alternatively, they could have their meeting where Mark gets his uh, loan. <laughs> yes. but, but like some blood's dripping off of Johnny's mouth <laughs> yeah, yeah. during, it, he's just like. Oh, hi, Ma. <laughs> Here's your I loan. Do, I do think, I, this might be just in conversations with, with my partner, but uh, I believe that Tommy Tommy has described the ending where he shoots himself. He's like, that's the twist. Which would make a little bit more sense if he was actually a vampire. Why? Because there's no twist. That's not, not a, a twist. twist. <laughs> it's not a twist. Yeah, like your character killing himself is not a twist. Twist <laughs> ever? I, I think he refers to the ending as the the twist. Ah, huh. and he is from Eastern Europe. I mean, the twist yeah. would be like, like have him wake up, like have the eyes open, or that's like that's what I'm saying. Maybe that was the twist that he maybe they cut off the, the credits too soon. They were like, Tommy, that's too crazy. We have to mm-hmm. cut to the credits. Damn, what could have been? What could have been? Sam, how would you yeah. fix this? Yeah, I think I agree with Matt. I don't think that. It can be fixed or should be fixed, probably. Sure. I think if you turned, if you fixed it and made it into a normal movie, it would be very boring and just like right because there's nothing here. It would be a totally unengaging, like bad episode of a of like Melrose Place or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'd fix anything. An alternate cut with him as a vampire, <laughs> I can agree with definitely. But other than that, I think it would be a crime to touch any of it. Because it's not boring. Like, a lot of bad movies are there's big boring swaths. Yeah. And then something wacky will happen. But this one, it's not boring ever. It's just... I was consistently entertained. Yeah. Sarah? 
Yeah, I think this movie is a gem. <laughs> um, I, I believe someone uh, described it as the Citizen Kane of bad movies, mm-hmm. and I would agree with that. Ooh. I mean, that's a weird comparison. Um, I've never seen that movie, so I don't know. Citizen Kane? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just considered one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. yeah. And, and it is, that it. is the comparison, is that is, this is the best, worst movie of all time. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as I've seen uh, bad movies, like, you I gotta love see, have this Have you seen movie. a Neil Breen movie? No. Oh, you should see. He makes worse movies than Tommy. Does. But are but they? It, but is it as enjoyable? Yes. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I find them as enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I found that one enjoyable. Yeah. But they're on Amazon Prime, so you can okay. one of at least one of them is. Yeah, so probably the one that you saw. Yeah, uh, which is I believe double no, uh, Fateful Findings. That's the one that's a little bit more famous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, double Downs is early work. It's a little bit more hard <laughs> to track down. Um. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Or, I think that was all. Is it, is it, okay. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I, I Don't touch it. I can't think of anything. I wouldn't fix this thing. Yeah. I think it's so special in such a that this is one of the few bad movies that I would really like sit someone down to watch. I was just and, thinking the same thing. Like even people who we have plenty of friends and loved ones who maybe don't like bad movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like this is one that I'm not going to say like you need to go watch The Room, but I feel like if they we're trying to watch a bad movie. This is a good intro bad movie. I agree. In the way of like, you can watch this and laugh at it. And there's not a lot of moments in here where you're bored. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot like plan nine is one of the ones of like the worst movie ever made. And it's like, yes, that movie's bad, enjoyable in some ways, but it's kind of boring. Yeah. And it's an old timey black and white movie that a lot of people don't even like to watch anyways. And so you try to sit someone down who doesn't care about Plan 9 and try to make them watch that. They're not going to last. Well, same with Manos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, no. Like, I barely lasted yeah. Manos. I was thinking – actually, I was thinking a lot about Nicole when I, when I was watching this because yeah. she was – you know, she suggests swim fan and stuff. And and I, I actually feel like – I feel like this movie would be – you know, there's a lot of drama, drama and intrigue that Yeah, way. stripped down to like a We had this conversation skeleton. with her at lunch. Yeah. I don't think she wants to. I don't no, know. she wouldn't – I don't think she would like it, but I think it would be less offensive okay. than like a troll or a troll too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'd know. be pretty embarrassed for those actors. If you put this, if I had to judge between this and troll too, I don't know which one I'd pick. As worse? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like a worse or better or. Well, let's get into this then and just start rating it because yeah. that's our next thing. Okay. So Sam, how would you rate this film? Mine's With your the, patented. Mine's the European <laughs> toilet system. With a big drip of water for the the poop and a little drip of water for the pee, and you push the button of the thing you did. <laughs> uh, I've given multiple poop flushes to stuff before, but I think this would just be a pee flush because this is like a joy. There's nothing wrong with this movie. It's not hurting anybody. It's like a nice pee at the end of the long day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little, it's an aperitif. <laughs> Whatever that means is what it is. <laughs> But I guess when people say like the best worst movie, that they mean the most watchable worst movie, or yeah, like, maybe. What do you think it, that means, though? I think it means just yeah, most watchable, most enjoyable, uh, okay. most entertaining. I can agree with that. I would say this is the most watchable bad movie. I it's agree. not literally the worst movie ever made. No, I still think there's a movie called Things, which oh, we'll yeah. watch. That right. I I hold that as the worst movie that is still a movie. Things is like the impending like doom know, on this podcast. On I know it keeps getting nervous. brought up, and like nobody else has seen that movie but Nick. Yeah, I looked up a trailer for it. Oh. It looks like very unpleasant to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Yeah. I Well, I don't want to subject everyone to it. 
right away. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like you all to like me for a while. This whole, this whole podcast it. has just been you trying to find people who <laughs> are watch like things. ready to see things. Yeah, that'll be the it's last It's like a bracket episode. system he's figuring out at home of like, <laughs> yeah. all right, so they didn't like that about this movie. They probably wouldn't like things. Well, yeah, Nicole's definitely out of the line for <laughs> yeah, things. That's not going to happen. Sorry, Nicole. It, no, yeah, that's that's just not it. But okay, so, all right, it's just a 1P flush. 1P flush, yeah. Um, Matt? Uh, so my system is the possessed mushroom puppet system, uh, which is just a one to five possessed mushroom puppets of enjoyment scale. Um, and I think only a few things in this podcast have gotten fives from me of enjoyment. It's been like Crossroads and Super Mario Brothers because mm-hmm. I just thoroughly enjoy watching those movies. Like nothing is bad about them. And then like some of the Star Wars prequels got like three stars because I'm going to watch them, but I don't necessarily enjoy it. Sure. This ride's right there in the middle of, like, I don't feel like I need to have seen this movie. I'm glad I saw it. I enjoy it a lot. But I definitely didn't enjoy, like, watching it as, like, if I had just watched this movie without any knowledge beforehand, I would not have enjoyed it as much as, like, going into knowing, hey, this is the best bad movie. So I'm going to give it four stars and not five. That's pretty good, though. I can't just say it's a good movie. That would be. We need to find somebody who has never heard of it and show it to them. Yeah, I think that's that's like my dream with a lot of these movies yeah. is like show somebody who doesn't who hasn't heard all of the negative talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be some though. I feel like that's kind of how I came into it. I bet my mom doesn't know about the room. I'll make her watch say, it. Yeah, our parents should all mm. get together. Yeah, let's this. get all of our parents together for a special episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be- They'd be so worried about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like that idea. Uh, this is what you do yeah. with your time. Yeah, we don't even get paid for this. Yeah. So. Oh God, don't tell them that. <laughs> Sarah, how do you rate this? So I rate it on a system of creepy hands for like uh, my feelings as you know, sort of uh, the structure of the film, kind of how it's built, and then hearts on how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it four hearts, and the reason I'm not giving it five hearts is because. There, there is like, like you said, there's that kind of underlying, like, like Tommy's been kind of hurt, and there's some t- sort of toxic stuff in there, and I feel really bad for the actress who played Lisa. Yeah. Um. So, but she seems to have embraced it now. Yeah, I think so. So almost five hearts, and then, uh, maybe like a, a three creepy hands because. I, I don't know. It's almost like an apples and oranges thing. Yeah. Because it's. Wait, what? Is it, is it creepy hand? The creepier it is, the more creepy hands it gets? No, it's just because of Manos is why. Uh, but why what is it? This hands. is more like. Um, How I feel about it as like a as like a piece of, of art. art or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, I, well, yeah, I give it like three, maybe four, probably four, mm-hmm. just because. Like he he shot. I mean, that's the, one of the things we didn't talk about is he he shot it in like in like HD and dual format and thirty five millimeter by creating like this double like head for like for two cameras. Can anyone tell me why? Because he didn't know the difference between the two and he wanted to like investigate it. That's an expensive way to do that. Mm-hmm. He's fabulously wealthy though, so yeah. I guess it's fine. I have heard him multiple times say he wants to write a book yep. about the difference between 35 and yep. HD. And if anyone's qualified to do it, it's the guy who learned by guessing, like, yeah, sure. 
Wow. Not even guessing. And also, guess. <laughs> just read a Wikipedia article. It's pretty clear what the difference between <laughs> yeah. digital and film is. Or go on YouTube and watch one five-minute video. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe we can get Tommy Wiseau to come on Crash Course Film. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm in a Fine. similar boat with rating. I only My rating system is only based on negative. Really, mm-hmm. which is difficult because I think this uh, I rate mine like a storm category one. Eh, not too bad. Category five could kill you. Uh, this is a this is a bad movie. Like the acting is terrible. The writing is perplexing. So it's a, for me, it's a three. Like it's it's not a good movie. But my entertainment level was off the charts. I was <laughs> just so enjoying myself so much. And I don't have a way to put that into the rating system really that I have so I it's a three I I would imagine if I enjoyed it less it might be higher on that scale maybe but it's a it's a beautiful disaster of a movie that I just sort of fell head over heels in love with Mm -hmm. but I'm perfectly aware that it is a piece of crap like the the that the the writer had no idea what he was doing the director had no idea what he was doing and that actor had no idea what he was doing like the the this is clearly an ineptitude problem but i still had a just a, a, a huge kick yeah got a no huge kick out of it cynicism in the whole thing yeah like i i also agree with sarah though there's some much like we talked about with Anakin Skywalker and, and all of that mm-hmm. stuff is like one of the reasons that I would rate it lower is I, there's some toxic shit in here that I don't like being out in the world. Um, but I think everybody understands who watches this that Tommy or that, that Johnny is not correct in how he's thinking about this. Um, that, that that's part of the funniness of it. Yeah. Is it's like this is this is weird. So yeah, there's no characters in here where you're like, I am firmly on their side in every yeah. agreement, right, like, in yeah. every conversation. Not even Peter. No. Even maybe Peter. the friend. Maybe the friend at the end. New friend. Oh, new friend. He might yeah, be. Yeah, okay. He's just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you're right. Like, yeah, actually, that's true. It's like the movie accidentally spawned a human being that lived in the world of the movie, and he's just like outraged and horrified. <laughs> when did I get here? Who am I? <laughs> what have you all been doing? Yeah. You're pregnant? What? Not really? What? Uh, well, Michelle, Michelle has a few moments like that too. Michelle's fine too. She's like, yeah. I have a different opinion than that. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm still gonna like give you a little smirk when I catch you making out with Mark. Yeah, she's hard to read because yes. like, <laughs> you think that she's gonna be like on Lisa's side, and then she's like. Something really bad's gonna happen, but she has that big Joker look on yeah. her face. Like so many people in Johnny's world, like know, yeah, that he's yeah, like, and nobody wants to tell him. Yeah, it's very much a you know, Johnny's a really good guy, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, he gave yeah. me all that money, but let's not tell him his fiance that he're gonna be married to next month yeah. is cheating I think on him. They're all very worried. They're all well, I guess aside from Michelle, Michelle seems to be, but everyone like new yeah. guy is very concerned. I think I think Michelle's yeah. worried. Michelle. Is the one who's advising her that she needs to tell Johnny. She's, she goes back and forth. Yeah, a she does. Bit, yeah. But yeah, they have the, a, pill, a fun pillow fight. <laughs> I will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give the movie a little bit of the benefit of the doubt by saying, I think in our culture, a lot of times that can be a difficult conversation to have with mm-hmm. someone. If you knew that, you'd be kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, Lisa's my friend. Yeah. And I think what she's doing to Johnny is wrong. <sighs> What do I do? Yeah. Don't want to split up the friend group. You, you don't. Well, yeah. and there's you know. those weird times like that line where it broaches into like 
weirdly realistic. And yeah. It is kind of like, oh, this is kind of a super sad situation. Yeah. Even though this man is Frankenstein's monster, <laughs> I still feel really bad And for that him. she is just repeatedly being like, I don't love him. Yeah, she doesn't love him and she I doesn't want to talk like about him. it. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no, that's the character development is later on. She's like, and I don't even like him. And Mark also says, I don't even like that guy anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved that moment. How long was that tape recorder going? <laughs> oh, also. Like, no, the he only set it up the day before. Still, though. But so, he yeah. sets it up and he pushes play. Yeah. He doesn't push record. He doesn't push record oh. when he puts it under the table. Oh, well. And two, how did it record Mark's side of the conversation? I don't know. Of all the things to criticize yeah, in this well, movie, though. Point. But it is the key to the entire plot, like, coming together is, like, I recorded everything. And it's like, there's no way you could have Mark's voice on that tape. But he but heard like, her. He should, he should know by now. Yeah. Yeah. And also the conversation that he happens to tape is the one that she has when he's just sitting right next yeah. to her. Yeah. So he already like, heard her saying it. He set it. this stuff all up. He like, and the only thing hey, he recorded. Hey, stop. <laughs> yeah. I can hear you. <laughs> yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lisa so much. That poor man. I'm so lucky that I have you as a friend, and I love Lisa so much. Yep. That's, 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 <laughs> so lucky. And that that's his whole life. I love Lisa so much. Yeah. And Mark's journey of like he's my best friend to like you should leave Johnny. And yeah. then two minutes later, when Tommy Johnny's dead, like get out of here. You killed him. It's like yeah. Well, no one knows what their own brains want to think. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of whiplash inducing disconnectivity yeah. between people's attitudes in this. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we got to wrap this up. The yeah. last thing we're going to do, and this was a hard one mm-hmm. for me, but uh, we're going to start with Sam. Oh, I totally forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> good uh, person to start we're with. We're going to start with real good. So this is something to help get the taste out of your mouth of uh, whatever it is we've watched. Watch in this it? case, well, well, this is a conversation that Matt and I had. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what what would you recommend to somebody if they've just sat through this? What else would you have them watch? Um, I think The Disaster Artist is good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't super great because I think it doesn't concentrate on the important things really. And it is a comedy starring a bunch of comedians. So it starts to feel a little bit like masturbatory, I think. Sure. Because there's a bunch of friends like hanging out making fun of this guy. But James Franco is really, really good in it and like heartbreaking sort of in a way that they don't even, they should have built a better movie around him. But I think that it's definitely worth seeing, and it'll probably get nominated for Academy Awards and stuff. So cool, just go see that. That would be weird if that movie <laughs> yeah. won an Academy Award. Because yeah. I want to see Tommy Wiseau at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He should go up <laughs> yeah. if James Franco wins. He should go up and accept the award and for pretend him. to be James Franco. Yeah. Oh, that would be oh, that would be really I good. I would be all for that. <laughs> yeah, that would I would beautiful. watch the Oscars if that were. <laughs> I'd watch it on YouTube the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Okay. Sarah, what do you think is real good? Um, well, I feel like did everybody forget? <laughs> I, I, I don't think week. I forgot I have a traditionally but, bad choice um, I feel like it, okay so if you're watching The Room and you're thinking that it was going to be like heart wrenching drama then maybe you should go see something with like Marlon Brando in it or maybe like Cat on a Hot Tin Roof or something yeah I guess Rebel Without a Cause cause yeah. isn't that what Get those lines of like the Stella. Yeah. Yeah. You're tearing me apart. Yeah. 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 Go watch those movies if that's what you were expecting. Um, That's fair. So if you've accidentally stumbled onto the room (laughs) and were like, oh, this is not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. You go to some of those really 19, late 1950s, early 1960s character studies. But I almost 
almost feel like you have to watch you have to watch those movies before and then watch the room and then you're like oh like, yeah. like I see what you were trying to I see to do. he watched a lot of Brando and wanted to be Brando <laughs> and didn't understand why Brando was good at what Brando was doing yeah. uh, Matt um, most of my real good picks are very they just have a loose tie yeah to the movie um, this is maybe the loosest um, it is not at all similar. In, except for that it shares a name <laughs> because a good movie that is nothing like The Room is Room. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Alison uh, Brie? No, I, no uh, Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Um, the other Brie. The other Yeah, Brie. that was like a before and after Wheel of Fortune puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Alison Brie Larson. <laughs> um, but yes, Brie Larson in a very good movie uh, that I think some people, when Room was coming out, I remember lots of conversations about like, have you seen Room? Oh, the Room? Nope, nope, Room. So I'm just in my head when I was trying to think of what's like The Room? Oh, Room. But it's not at all mm-hmm. like The Room. So don't, if you like The Room and watch that and you want a fun time, don't watch The Room right away because Room is not a pleasant, fun movie. Oh, yeah, no. No. They're very different very movies. But it's very good. So yeah. give you that know, a shot. I have another one that you should yeah. watch. Um, and that's like Friday Night Lights, what, what? Oh. So, or like any football movie. Oh, like, no. I was like, okay. why? <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good tangent. Yeah, I like that. That's um, what I. That's what I thought when you were like, it's very like tenuous thing. I'm like, oh, of course, a football. It's a football movie. movie. <laughs> a football Watch movie. any given Sunday. <laughs> okay, look. Here's the thing. If I'm being honest, watch the room. Like, if you haven't seen The Room, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen The Room, treat yourself mm-hmm. and watch The Room. I think it is definitely worth watching and experiencing. It is so, so that's, that's, I'm including it in my real good. <laughs> this was really difficult because I, I don't, I tend to watch a lot of things that have a fantasy or sci fi bent to them. So I want to, so so I like I really love the idea of the of the vampire <laughs> element to this. I would have loved to have seen that would have been my I, we didn't talk about my idea for fixing it. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. but I would I would totally be on board for making it even kookier and having him be a vampire in it. Like that that would be cool, but I wouldn't want to touch it. Like I think this yeah. is a very special thing that deserves to be seen by people. It is it it's it's sad that it's a little ironic because mm-hmm. the acting and writing are so weird, but like I still like it is so enjoyable and weird that I just I loved it. Um, But going along with what Sarah said about if you want to see some sort of heart wrenching studies in like grief and characters, I'm going to recommend Christoph Kislovsky's Blue Um, just because that is a, a very quiet character study of a movie, which is also sort of about how. Uh, it's about sort of uh, loneliness and how people are like music and you can have people that add harmony to your life and the score sort of does that as well like as as she starts to come back from having this car accident where her uh, child and husband are killed um, she cuts everyone out of her life but then she starts adding more people back in and the score goes along with it adding more notes to the themes and it's it's a really wonderful um, beautiful film it's not for everybody like it, it's, you know, it's, but it's also one of the most beautifully shot films of all time. It's, it's a terrific, terrific film. So it's called Blue. It's a part of the Three Colors trilogy. I don't really care for the other two very much, but the Blue is wonderful. 
And we're going to talk about it on Crash Course Film Criticism. Mm-hmm. So we're aware. So that's going to wrap up this discussion of Real Bad. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Matt, where can everybody find you? At Matthew Gatos on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. That's right. That's all of them. Cool. Sam? I host another podcast, a movie review podcast called Real Love. Real Love. I tried uh, to do the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got, it took us a lot of episodes of her yelling at me to get it how she wanted it to be said, correct? Real we, Love. Real Did you ever love. see Private Parts, the Howard Stern oh, the movie? Howard no. The, there's a part where they're trying to, uh, Paul Giamatti is trying to teach him to say WMBC. <laughs> and he can't say it. He's all WMBC. WMBC. Yeah. And that he's like, me. no, no, WMBC. <laughs> and I always think of that when she's yelling at you. <laughs> real <laughs> love. Is, yeah. Real love. It's like a whatever. So, yeah, real love. You can find it on iTunes if you search that, or we have an Instagram, real love podcast i think and our twitter's mm-hmm. real of pod or one way or the other i don't know uh, <laughs> and also you can find me at slam schultz on like everything cool yeah. and then you guys just did a review of the room oh and god yeah totally disaster <laughs> artist. we just did the room in the disaster artist where we talk about that maybe room is a good movie a little bit because i kind of <laughs> like it a lot <laughs> don't spoil it too much because okay. um i didn't want to listen to it until after we did this oh, okay. so i want to go right. listen Sam's to talked it about the room a lot this week i've watched it a lot and talked about it a lot and thought about it a lot and watched like the room in three minutes and stuff like that so wow it's inside of me now. Excellent. <laughs> Sarah, what would you like people to go check out for you? I am nowhere. You cannot find me. You know, occasionally you will you will reply you will re- like like something on Twitter and I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. Sarah, <laughs> what? Sarah's on Twitter. I forget. Like you get like that notification, you're like, who? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So try and track you, Sarah down. Yeah. Uh, you thing. make how to adult? Yes, I make how to adult. So check that out. Um, and then you also work for SciShow. I do. And you give out your home address so people can write you. <laughs> can write yeah. a letter. But I'll move probably before you get it. To oh, you me. should get a P.O. box. Sarah and I move a lot. <laughs> we both do. Um, but yeah, I'm Nick Jenkins. You can find me at NG Jenkins on Twitter. That's my favorite place. And, well, my favorite place to be on social media. Um, oh. Kind of my least favorite place yeah, right yeah. now. It's not but, good. Um, yeah. but, it's uh, like a necessary evil at this point. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, yeah. but it's also like where I keep track of like my, you know, the people I, like Mike Rugnetta and other people that I admire mm-hmm. and see what they're doing yeah. all the time. So who are not like going to be on my Facebook. Yeah. So, uh, but you can also please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes on Real Bad. And uh, you can also just find us on Twitter at Real Bad Pod. And uh, I don't know what's coming next week after the holiday and my illness here. I have not scheduled uh, anything past this episode, so I've got to get busy on that but we will be back and until then this has been real bad